Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Back to the podcast. My name is Deontra Nicolette. I am the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, hey go hey, hey boy hey, I'm so excited to have you. And if you're an OG listener, y'all already know. Okay, y'all already know what it do. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode, a bonus episode at that of Manifest Daily. So listen, we got to set the scene, the usual, you know, um, I feel like it's just a thing we look forward to now. Maybe it's just a thing that I look forward to, but yeah, we're just going to get into setting the scene. So it's currently Wednesday, September 22nd. It is 4.39 p.m. Central Time, I should add. I'm back in Dallas. We love that. So if you guys watch my vlogs or you follow me on Instagram, you would have known. And also too, if you listen to the last podcast, girl, like you would have known that I went to Vegas for work for a couple of days and I literally just got back like when I say I literally just got back girl I walked through my front door I put my little carry-on bag down on the floor I came into my office I plugged in my laptop I plugged in my microphone and I sat down to record because guess what I was on the plane and I was like I don't know I was just like on the plane we were about to take off actually no 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 we'd already taken off I was listening to my music and I got inspired to do an episode about social anxiety and I wanted it to be like a quick little bonus episode because I was like let me just record this when I get home real quick before I go pick up Kona and then have it go up on Friday. So I want this to be like a quick little bonus episode, but y'all know how I do. I'll be talking, I'll be rambling, I'll be going on and on. So, you know... I don't even know if I want to say it's going to be a quick little episode, but it's going to be juicy, okay? That's what we're talking about today. That's the scene that's set. I'm literally sitting here in my plain clothes. It is hot in my house because the air has not been on for days. I didn't leave it on when I left. I know. I know. I was just like, I'm not going to be here, so like, why leave it on? But it is hot in Dallas, but it was also hot in Vegas too, so it's not like I went from cold to hot or anything like that. I just basically went from hot to hot. So I've adapted. I've adapted, okay? I'm good with it. I'm also Caribbean too, so like, the hot weather in Dallas don't phase me. I'm used to it. Like I'm literally used to sun, hot weather, humidity that's worse than that in Dallas. So I am all good. So today I want to talk to y'all about social anxiety. So the way this episode is going to flow is we're going to get into the definition of social anxiety. We're going to talk about some of the symptoms. I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about when I personally feel socially anxious. And then I'm going to talk about what I have been doing to help with my social anxiety. So if you're someone who has experienced social anxiety before, 
or maybe you're not sure and you kind of want this episode to help you figure out if you have or are currently experiencing social anxiety in some situations, continue listening. Let's dive into it. Grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab your apple juice, grab your tequila because it's Friday and we lit, okay? Whatever you're drinking, grab that. Water for me. I'm staying hydrated, okay? Because I haven't had enough water in the past couple days. And let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Let's start off this episode by talking about the definition of social anxiety. So I want us to all be on the same page as we're discussing social anxiety moving forward. And I think it's going to be really important for us to paint a picture of not only what the actual clinical definition of social anxiety is, and also some of the symptoms that someone who is experiencing social anxiety can actually have or present with. So let's go into the definition. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, the defining feature of social anxiety disorder, which is also also called social phobia is intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social performance situation. People with social anxiety disorder may worry about acting or appearing visibly anxious, so experiencing physical symptoms such as blushing, stumbling over words, etc., or being viewed as stupid, awkward, or boring. As a result, they often avoid social or performance situations, and when a situation cannot be avoided, they experience significant anxiety and distress. So that's the definition of social anxiety, also known as social phobia. So let's actually talk about some of the symptoms. Uh, Some of them are just covered in that definition, right? So the physical ones such as blushing, stumbling over your words, things like that. But then there are also some other symptoms that go along with social anxiety. So these are some symptoms that I got off of the Mayo Clinic website. And the symptoms include things like fear of situations in which you may be judged negatively, worrying about embarrassing embarrassing or humiliating yourself, intense fear of interacting or talking with strangers, fears that other people might notice that you are anxious or nervous, fear of physical symptoms, right, such as blushing, embarrassment, sweating, trembling, having a shaky voice, avoiding things that have to do with speaking in public or avoiding things that have to do with speaking to people in public out of fear of embarrassment, avoiding situations where you might be the center of attention, anxiety in anticipation of a certain activity or an event, intense fear or anxiety during social situations, analysis of your performance and identification of your flaws in certain interactions or certain social situations, or the expectation of the worst possible consequences from a negative experience during a social situation. A lot of symptoms on that list, and there are even more than that, especially when we're talking about like the physical symptoms. So any of these specific symptoms, if you've ever experienced that, you have in some sense experienced social anxiety or social phobia. Now, I posted this thing on Instagram a couple days ago where I was at the gym and I asked you guys if any of you ever experienced social anxiety at the gym. Most of you guys actually said yes, which I wasn't really surprised about because I feel like the gym is a place where it is such a like breeding ground for something like social anxiety. Because if you think about it, you may not be the most physically fit person or the most in shape person or the person who knows all the gym equipment backwards and forwards. And if you're going to the gym and trying to better yourself, you may have have a fear of people looking at you, staring at you, judging you. Again, especially if you have any sort of body insecurities, which I think a lot of people do. I 
know that I personally have my own insecurities about my body or just the way that I use the equipment or the way that I move about the gym. And so going to the gym, even though I do it pretty, pretty often and it's part of my routine for me to feel healthy and for me to feel really well, it does create a lot of anxiety for me sometimes. So that is one specific time where I'll struggle with social anxiety, like especially when I go to the gym and say I want to try out a new exercise or something or want to try out a new machine. I always get these like fears that people are looking at me, that they're judging me. I also notice that men stare a lot at the gym. And this is why when I lived in Boston, I actually went to a woman only gym, which was really, really nice because I didn't feel as much of that anxiety. I didn't feel as much like someone was looking at me or staring at me or judging me or anything like that. Going to the gym as a woman, especially when you're wearing certain clothing, like it's like workout clothes tend to just be tighter, form fitting and men are there and they're staring or you're sweating or whatever is going on, it can really create a situation where you can become socially anxious. And the same goes for anyone that identifies as a male is that if you go to the gym, you can feel the same way too. This is not just something that is only specific to women at the gym or even just in life. Anyone can feel socially anxious in any given situation. I've also felt socially anxious in certain situations like work situations. So when I went to Vegas this weekend, Honestly, you guys, there were so many situations that caused me to feel social anxiety. I definitely took this trip because I knew that it would put me outside of my comfort zone. I knew that I would experience a lot of different situations where I had to step outside of my comfort zone in relation to social phobia and social anxiety. And that's kind of where I did push myself to go on this trip. But I will say that it was really hard. Like I remember going to one of the events and I walked into the room and there was a group of about seven people standing there having a conversation conversation and I walked in and I literally avoided walking in through one of the doors because one of the doors like would lead to having to like go through the people so I walked all the way to the other door walked through the door and then sat down literally in the back corner of the room so I could basically like not be seen and of course this one woman so kind love her she came over and she introduced herself and she was like hey like what company are you here with and she was like oh the event is supposed to be much bigger because I was expecting pretty much the room to be filled by the time I got there because I got there right as it was supposed to start but a lot of people didn't actually go to this event which is why there weren't that many people in the room and why I like walked in kind of surprised to see that there were so many chairs available and there that there weren't that many people in the room but she came over introduced herself and she was basically like hey you know um what company are you with I told her what I do what company I'm with and she was like oh um the people that were in charge of TSA pre-check basically the people that like manage compliance and TSA pre-check and all things related to like flights specifically were in the room and so she walked me over to them introduced me to them and then we kind of all got into a conversation about the future of pre-check and the future of what is that other thing called clear the thing that allows you to jump the line we end up getting into a really interesting conversation and a really important conversation about the screening process at airports so I was really happy that I got like pulled into that conversation and I'm really grateful for that woman who just saw that I was a little bit like outside of my comfort zone and made sort of a way to introduce me into the conversation without making me feel awkward or making me feel any type of way that I had basically put myself in the corner of the room. 
kind of explained to you guys the symptoms, the presentation of social anxiety phobia or social anxiety disorder rather and social phobia. And I've given you a couple examples of my life and when I have personally felt socially anxious. I want to talk to you guys about what I do in certain situations to help with my social anxiety and the social phobia. So one of the things that I love to remind myself of when I feel this social anxiety creeping up is that We are all human beings and no one of us is better than any other person. I think this is super, super important because when it comes to social anxiety, sometimes a lot of my thoughts specifically, and this probably will apply to you if you've ever felt social anxiety before, a lot of my thoughts stem around this idea that someone is judging me, that someone is seeing what I'm doing and they're basically judging me or laughing at me or talking about me in some sort of negative way. And what really helps is to remember that we're we're all human. No one is better than the other. Whether you are, you have more money than someone, whether you have more desired things than someone, whether you have a quote unquote better job than someone, whatever the case is, we are all human. At the end of the day, when you die, you go in the ground like everybody else. Okay. Like you are not going to, just because you get a better casket than someone else and you get a bigger funeral and this whole celebration does not mean that you rot any slower or faster than anyone else. So at the end of the day, I know it's kind of a morbid thought. And sometimes I feel like a lot of my thoughts to help me through this can some I I mean some people may see them as morbid but for me I'm just seeing it as we are all basically human beings and as much as society likes to convince us and try to tell us that some people are better than others because of their money or their status or their name or all these other different signifiers of quote-unquote success that we have in our society at the end of the day we literally are all human whenever I have these thoughts like oh someone is judging me for this like I literally remember we all use the bathroom the same way we all all um, will die at the end of the day. We all have to eat. We all have to drink. We all, you know, we all are trying to figure things out. And that is like the craziest thing is that somehow there is this lie that has been told to us that some people just have all their shit figured out and the rest of us are like struggling. And really that's not the case. Like we all are really trying to figure things out. Like you may have some things more figured out than someone else, but they also may have other things more figured out than you. And it's all a unique and personal journey. So even on your individual journeys, whatever you feel like you have more figured out than someone else, it's that you are just in a certain different place on your journey than them. And because all of our journeys look different, just because you are in a certain place doesn't mean you are necessarily further along or less far along than someone else. So just remembering that we're all human at the end of the day is a really like good thought that I like to come back to, especially when I start to feel the fear of being judged. I also like to remember that we are all here for a short period of time. So this idea of mortality, I think a lot of times people can start to fear death, which is understandable, right? Death is this thing where we don't know what lies behind the grave. We have our assumptions. We have our thoughts based on religion. You know, you can believe in heaven and hell. You can believe uh, like myself in the fact that there, we, we live multiple lives. And once we die, we, our soul continues to live on. It's immortal in that way. You can believe that we just go into the ground. We turn into dust and that is pretty much it. Whatever your belief is, nothing is really concrete. Like we haven't necessarily proved anything. And And so because of that, I think that there is this fear around death because we haven't proved anything. We don't know for sure what happens, right? You, Like I said, you have your beliefs and because there are so many different beliefs, like who's to say heaven is more real than going into the dust and never seeing a place like heaven 
you know, in the afterlife. So because of that, I think that, again, there's this fear around death, but I always like to kind of bring it back to the positive aspect of something like death. And what that is for me is that everything in this life, everything that we are experiencing is temporary. At one point in my journey, I used to listen to this podcast called Secular Buddhism, and I was really into studying Buddhism because a lot of the principles of Buddhism really resonate with me. And one of those huge principles in the religion of Buddhism was that everything is temporary, right? It was this focus on temporary and basically the fact that we shouldn't really like worry about much because everything is really temporary. Remembering the fact that we are all here for a temporary period of time and everything in our lives is in some way, shape and form temporary, especially our experiences, our emotions, etc. It just basically helps me when I want to take risks. For example, like if there is an event coming up or something, again, going back to the whole Vegas event, I at first didn't want to go because I was really nervous about this idea of being in a place where I didn't really know anyone, being in a traveling to Vegas, you know, for the first time by myself, like being on this work trip, not really knowing anyone, like just having to navigate a situation outside of my comfort zone. I really wanted to not go. I wanted to find an excuse that would make me not have to go on this trip. But then I really came back to this idea that life is short. And I say short, meaning that in the span of like, I guess the measurement of time that we have for when the world has existed and when humans have existed, our lives, like the the amount of time that we have for a general lifespan, like if we're talking, what, 70 to 100 years, that is such a small piece of measured time. And then if you think about it, you don't know if you are guaranteed the 70 to 100 years. Let's be honest, we don't know when it is our time to go, when it's our time to pass on to whatever that next chapter may be for us in this reality. And that being said, I feel like whenever I'm faced with a situation where I feel a lot of anxiety thinking about it because it is outside of my comfort zone. I always go back to this idea of that mortality and remember that I want to live my life in the short time I'm here. And that means taking risks. That means stepping outside of my comfort zone. That means doing things that I have never done before because how else will I get to experience things that I've never experienced before in the time that I'm here on earth? Another thing to remember if you are feeling socially anxious or feeling social phobia in any given situation is one that I touched on a little bit earlier. None of us have everything completely figured out. Everyone is struggling in some way, shape or form. They're struggling to figure out who they are. They're struggling to figure out a new job. They're struggling to figure out a new relationship. And we're all doing the best that we can with the information that we can, with the resources that we can. If someone is ever judging you for what you're doing or where you are or how you're navigating a given situation, situation most likely they are projecting most likely they're super insecure and they're projecting their insecurity onto you that's why whenever i see people that are on the internet like leaving hate comments or in life just being really really mean i always like kind of send a prayer to them and i wish them the best in life because they're people that are truly struggling like if you were so miserable in your life, so upset with your life, upset with where you are, that you have to project onto someone else, that you have to try to bring someone else down in order to make yourself feel bigger, 
that's really a sign that you are struggling. So if you're ever in a situation and someone is truly judging you and it's not just necessarily your perception that someone is judging you, then that person really is in a place where they are very, very insecure. Obviously, that's something that they have to deal with on their own. That's not your job to deal with their insecurities. But it does kind of help put it into perspective that At the end of the day, no one who is really secure in themselves, who's really navigating life in order to be a better person for themselves is going to judge you. So sometimes when you feel like you're being judged, it really is that perception. Sometimes people around you are just minding their business, but you just have this feeling that there are eyes on you. And another thing to note too, is that sometimes people are like staring at you and stuff like that, not because they're talking bad about you, but because they're actually saying good things about you. I've had this happen to me a lot where I'll see people like look at me or I don't know, like it'll, I feel like eyes on me or I feel something and I feel that awkwardness, like, oh shit, I'm being judged or like, oh my God, I feel like super, super awkward. But then someone will come over and be like, oh my God, you're really pretty. Or like, oh my gosh, I like saw you do this. Like, tell me about this or They'll ask me a question like sometimes people are looking at you or they're kind of afraid to come up to you. Like I know I have RBF. If y'all know, you know. Okay, so sometimes when I'm like in deep in my thought, like people might perceive me as looking kind of mean. And so I'm aware of that. And so I do try to make eye contact with people when I feel comfortable to and smile and things like that, just to be more inviting and open. And I also try to present my energy as open so that when I am in a place to want to be approached, I basically energetically let people know that they can approach me and often when I do get this feeling that someone is looking at me or staring at me or saying something people will come up to me and let me know why that's the case like whether it's a man who's attracted to me and wants to say something or whether it's someone who wants to compliment a piece of clothing just know that if someone is staring at you or looking at you you feel that and you're like it's not in my imagination like I know they're you know looking at me or something they could also be nervous to come up to you like me Maybe they're also feeling anxious and they're feeling a little awkward and they're like, oh, I don't want her to or him to think I'm weird if I go up to them. We've made it such a thing in our society where I don't know why we feel strange approaching people to compliment them or to say something nice. I literally like if I ever see someone in person and they're within my range of like, you know, speaking, I will say something like, oh, like your shoes are cute or like I'll say, you know, what I'm thinking in terms of the compliments or I'll ask people if they're having a good day because we I don't know I feel like we're just like really closed off sometimes and because we're like that the actual thought of someone wanting to approach us with good news or with a compliment is so just we don't even think that's a possibility we automatically jump to the negative aspect which is that they're talking crap about us when really that might not even be the case So I want you guys to know that when you show up for yourself, whatever that looks like in a situation that brings you anxiety normally, it is a huge sign of courage and confidence. I think sometimes we feel like we have to not feel anxious at all when we show up in situations for ourselves, whether that be going out by yourself or going on a date or going to a party or going to a work event. It is okay to feel the nerves and still show up. Like if you feel the nerves and you still show up, like that is so badass. Like that's so confident that that's you strengthening a muscle within yourself it's also okay too to say I'm not ready for that step just yet but I know I will be one day so I want you to know that you don't have to not 
feel the nerves if you're showing up. It is totally okay to feel it and still kind of push through it and do whatever it is that's making you feel a little bit anxious. So a couple of things that I do to like practice or strengthen that muscle, so to speak, is going on solo dates. That's a huge one. I saw a couple of threads on Twitter before where people were like, is it weird to like go out to a restaurant to eat by yourself? Or is it weird to go to a movie by yourself? I'm like, no, like why have we made it a thing where we automatically think that it's weird to go out by ourselves? Don't get me wrong. I've definitely thought that way in the past too. But then I had to sit with that and be like, why is that weird to want to enjoy your own company? Like I'm a dope person. Like why should I not be able to go out by myself and enjoy my company? Why should you not be able to go out by yourself and enjoy your company? Like we are dope people. So going on solo dates is really, really fun. Like you can start small with it. And I think what starting small looks like for each of us could be different. For me, that looks like going out to lunch and maybe bringing my Kindle or a book so that I can read or bringing my AirPods and putting them in and maybe like watching a show on my phone or something like that. That way you're still like in your own world. You're having your lunch, you're minding your business. And also too, when you have like something with you energetically and also just kind of like, you know, physically, you kind of close off to the world in the way. So you're still out, you're still enjoying your company, but you're also letting people know like, I'm in my own little bubble right now. So like, yeah, you can approach me, but I'm reading or I'm watching a show or I'm doing something. So typically when you do that, people will kind of like leave you alone. That's a starting small place. And then you can kind of move up to a place where maybe you don't bring along a book or maybe you don't watch a show, maybe just people watch. Or maybe for me, like my next step was going out to dinner because typically going out to lunch on like the weekdays, there aren't a lot people out to lunch on the weekdays people are at work and so that was like a small step for me because not a lot of people would be out and so I felt more comfortable but then going out to lunch on like the weekends that's like a next step because more people are out on the weekends going out to dinner more people are usually out at dinner it tends to be couples so that can also be uh triggering to some people I know for me at one point it, it was um for being honest another thing that's helped me with social anxiety in a way that I'm strengthening my muscle around this is to go on actual date so as you guys know I'm kind of like you know on and off with Bumble but I just kind of make myself available if I happen to get asked out on a date I go out on a date I'm like really really open with dating now not dating just anyone and everyone let's let's put that out there but being more so open about like my type and kind of opening that up a little bit and being more open to dating different people that I may not have dated in the past based on just different Things. Let's just say that I'm still again being selective because baby, I know my worth and I'm not gonna waste my time out here, but just know I'm being more open in terms of going on dates. And that's really helped me because it's like, I'm such a pro at dates now. Like I go on dates and I don't really feel awkward at all. Like I literally will just like talk, I'll be myself. I'm like completely myself. And I know if the guy doesn't like me or doesn't like it, it's not necessarily a, a bad reflection on me and my personality. It just means that we're not a good fit. We're just not for each other. And it also makes it helpful with dating too, because if I go on a date and I'm like fully, completely 100% myself, I'm not really holding back, then I know that if someone can't handle that or if they don't like that, then we're definitely not gonna be a good match down the road because you've seen me, you've seen who I am. Like it only just gets more DeAndre from here. So if you, if you ain't messing with it right now, like why would, why would I keep dating you? You feel me? So that's also been super, super helpful as well. Another thing that's helpful is like knowing it's okay to laugh at yourself 
myself. I'm definitely very goofy. I know that, you know, I'll be stumbling over my words. I'll be, I make mistakes for human. Again, no one is perfect. So make it an okay thing to laugh at yourself to be like, oh, you know, I can't believe I did that. Like that's funny versus, you know, thinking that every time you make a mistake, everyone's just mad at you or staring at you or like, about to come for your life no it's okay like we're all human it's life like none of us are perfect and another thing that's actually really really helped me with like social anxiety is to share right so like making it normal to share social anxiety discourse essentially having conversations like i have on my instagram where i'm like hey guys like i'm awkward sometimes at the gym or i feel awkward sometimes at the gym like anyone else because sometimes when people don't say stuff like that like people meet me and think i'm very confident and i am right i am not to say that social anxiety and confidence uh don't go together you could be a confident person who still experiences social anxiety i am proof of that and i'm sure you are too so people will meet me and feel like i'm so extroverted because i'm chat i talk to anybody and everybody i be chatty I'm out there, I'm bubbly, but I still feel that anxiety sometimes. And what's really helpful for me is sometimes like being very vocal about it. So if I go somewhere and it's like a new situation and other people are in that new situation as well, I'll be like, oh, like oh, I'm feeling a little nervous right now. Like I'll say that. And someone else will be like, oh, me too. And you can see people sort of open up because I've kind of made that path available to say, I'm nervous. I'm going to put that out there. Oh, you're nervous too? Now we both know that we're both nervous and it makes it less awkward. It makes it less of a thing. We both know that we're feeling this thing. So it's less awkward for both of us. Like y'all know what I mean, right? Just those situations. Like if I ever noticed that just making other people feel comfortable, making myself feel comfortable by putting it out there and being honest about how I'm feeling. And I've noticed that that helps me personally, but it also sort of breaks the ice with other people. And if they're not feeling the same way as me, they'll be like, Oh, like no need to feel nervous. And they'll tell me something that it makes me feel less nervous. So that's another thing that I also do and I'm just again very chatty and blabbery and just I tend to go on and on and on sometimes and so when I when I do have those moments they're just they come authentically and I think people really vibe with that like vibe with the honesty vibe with the transparency all that good stuff So as we wrap up this episode, I really want to challenge you guys to do something or to try something new this week that scares you a little bit or that makes you feel a little bit socially anxious. So whether it is going on a solo date or trying something new or going on that work trip or going on that date or whatever it is, taking a walk alone in a public place, uh, vlogging in public, something where it's been calling to you, but you felt really scared to do it because you just felt like you were gonna be judged or perceived weird for doing it. I want you to try that thing this weekend or next week, okay? Like I want y'all to like go ahead, take me up on my challenge and try this thing out. And I wanna say too, if you are gonna take me up on my challenge, I would love if you could send me like maybe a voice note of you like about to do that thing or doing that thing. Because one thing that I've noticed is that whenever I personally feel like nervous in any given new situation or something that's making me feel a little bit socially anxious, I will often like send my friends voice notes or I'll call my mom or something and basically like narrate what's going on. So I'll be like, oh, I'm about to head into this date. Oh my God, I don't know where he is. Oh, is that him over there? Girl, I gotta go. <laughs> and that'll be like the voice note. And it's just, 
it's something kind of silly. I know my friends like it because it's like, you know, you're keeping up with me, like, audio vlog style. And my mom sometimes be like, mama, I call my mom a lot. So sometimes she'd be like, girl, I have to go. Why are you calling me? You just called me two minutes ago. Bye, like, stay on the phone with me. Stay on the phone. But honestly, it really just helps me because I feel as if I'm holding hands with a friend going through the thing at first. And then I, like, let go right as I'm about to do it or, like, right as I'm about to go into the restaurant or whatever it is. And I feel less alone. I feel less anxious. I feel like I have a friend by my side or my mom by my side. So that really helps me as well. So if you guys are going to take me up on my challenge, feel free to send me a voice note and like, let me know what you're about to do. Like, oh, like girl, I'm about to, about to go into this restaurant by myself. I brought my book. Oh, it's mad people in here. I'm about to sit in the back. And like, just let me know what's happening, okay? Because I feel like it just makes it less of a thing. And you also kind of feel fun because you feel like you're updating your friend. Like you feel like you've given them tea on what's going on. And it becomes a fun type of thing where you can give someone updates versus feeling like you're just in it by yourself, if that makes sense. So I'm I'm excited to hear y'all's voice notes. I hope y'all gonna try some fun new things this weekend. I think I might go out for dinner by myself. I kind of want to go to the mall and do like a little bit of shopping and then go and have like dinner or something. I might wait till next weekend to do it though so I can get paid girl you know so I like a little coin and go and do the shopping right but I think I might do something like that and just have like a whole fun day where maybe I go out and like get a massage in the morning or get a facial go to the mall do a little shopping and then I might even see a movie okay I want to add in solo movie dates to like my list of solo date activities I've never seen a movie in the theaters by myself but Literally, I went to the movies the other day on a date and it was nobody there. Like, it wasn't really a lot of people there. And it was a, was it a Marvel movie? It was, it was one of those movies. So it like, those are the usual types of movies where it's like the theater will be packed, but it wasn't a lot of people there. So I'm like, if I go to a movie by myself, like it's not going to be a whole thing. Like I could just sit in the back. I could buy my ticket online, choose my seat, sit in the back and not bother nobody. Bring my snacks in, get my little gummy beers, get my little peanut M&Ms and sit in the back and not talk to nobody because it's a movie and we can't talk we can't even see each other because it's dark. So that is like a perfect solo date also as well. If you want to kind of, you know, dip your toe into it because literally nobody can look at you and nobody can talk to you. So it's it's so perfect. But my loves, I want to thank you guys so, so much for tuning into this episode. Of course, I was like, it's going to be a short little bonus episode. 36 minutes later, here we are. I need to go pick up Kona because I'm sure, actually, I'm sure he's not even looking for me. That dog probably forgot I exist. You know, he probably like, oh, that woman left me, but turn up. But little does he know I'm coming to pick his little bit hunt up for my friend's house and I think I'm gonna get some sushi for dinner tonight because I'm in the mood for sushi y'all I'm just in the mood for some sushi so thank you again for tuning into this episode I hope y'all enjoyed it I hope it made you feel less awkward about your social anxiety because guess what girl we we all going through it okay we all going through it, but we gonna get through it together period so chat with you guys in next episode next Tuesday um and that is it have a lovely lovely weekend my friends bye Hi, my love. 
I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love the show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.